0: Maybe you resolve to consume less gas in the new year, although I think that's highly unlikely. problem with the gasoline is there's no elasticity to it. I mean, maybe you won't do a road trip, but for the most part, if you are a person who relies on their car to get to and from work, if you have to k- pick the kids up from hockey, drop them off for hockey, if you need a car in order to run the basic errands like going to the grocery store, then no matter what the price of gas is, you're just going to swallow it. So what is the wisdom on where the price of gas is going in the near and long term. We turn to Dan McTague, joining us, President of Canadians for Affordable Energy. Dan, Happy New Year to you.
1: I am allowed to say that, yes. Happy New Year, John. (laughs) Okay, so will it be a Happy New Year for those of us at the pumps? Yeah, you know what? Mixed bag. Um, I think we're going to see a repeat of 2022. That is to say, we're going to see highs. We're going to see lows. We ended the year 149.9 is uh, uh, news talk 1010 quite accurately reported last Thursday uh, for Sunday, and uh, we won't get a change until at least Thursday. Which point we might actually see a little bit of a decrease. So the first week of the new year is uh, is likely to be you know, quite quiet. Uh, but I think con- considering uh, fundamentals, uh, OPEC's meeting next week. Uh, we could start to see prices uh, firm up a little bit. I think they're pro- we're probably in, in line for about a five to 10 cent increase in the month of January, uh, stable in February, but uh, March and April look for another 10 cents. So we'd be the 170, 180 range, likely by the first few days of uh, spring. And uh, as other uh, factors kick in, uh, continuation of a weak Canadian dollar, a carbon tax increase of about three and a half cents a litre on April 1st. And then the shift that you and I have I've talked about for many, many years. Uh, this uh, The switchover from winter blends to summer blends of gasoline will uh, continue to uh, to push prices up. We could see $2 a litre again, likely by the first week of June. But having said that, my focus uh, isn't as much on gasoline as it is on diesel, because it remains stubbornly well above 2 bucks a litre. And that's the fuel that still drives your economy. Okay. Well, I wanted to follow
0: up with diesel, because whenever you and I talk about the price of gasoline, I hear from all the truckers who say, dude, talk about diesel. So let's talk about diesel.
1: Yeah, so it's the fuel that uh, really drives the global economy. Uh, it's the workhorse, and it's uh, in very low supply. But it demonstrates, I think, John, to a large extent, just how significant this product has been. And we've lost three refineries in eastern United States and Canada. The Chance Refinery uh, in Newfoundland, uh, two of the largest ones in the U.S. Uh, uh, seaboard. We also don't have the ability to bring in a lot of diesel supplies from Europe, which is often done when prices go up. We have a shortage in North America especially in the eastern side of North America. So that would be Ontario, Quebec, the Maritimes, and, of course, uh, uh, the the entire Boston, Washington, uh, New York markets. Uh, You know, Europe was always a way where we could get a little bit. And when they had a problem, we could also send spare barrels of diesel to them. That doesn't exist anymore. And, of course, we've seen diesel much cleaner than anything we've seen before. It's not like the old days where it was the bottom of the barrel stuff. Uh, It has been refined. Uh, It has been uh, processed in a way that's a lot more. Expensive, And there's just less of it at a time in which demand continues to be extraordinarily strong. And then I'm guessing making
0: hard and fast predictions about the near and uh, medium term, or term are kind of hard. I mean, last year, nobody foresaw that uh, COVID was going to be on an absolute tear
1: in China, and that was going to bring the economy to a halt. So that's going to continue to create that same, that famous word, volatility. Yeah. It's going to go up and down like anything. And, uh, you know, it's very, very difficult to try to make long term predictions when headlines that are important. I mean, look, let's face it China's the largest importer of oil and uh, petroleum products in the world. It's not the largest consumer, that still is uh, the United States. But, uh, you know, with respect to China, uh, the ongoing war, uh, Russia's war against the uh, Ukraine, uh, these things will continue to, uh, to drive and to maintain prices at levels that I think most of us find extraordinarily uncomfortable. And it's something, of course, John, the Bank of Canada has to continue to look at because it is ubiquitous. It's everywhere, as we've talked earlier. Uh, fuel, whether we like it or not, is still very much part of our lives. And uh, if diesel goes up, natural gas prices go up because they're seen as sort of, you know, especially at a time in which we're, you know, heading into colder winter, although not in Europe, they're heading to a, what could be a very significant warm spell. Mm -hmm. So, there's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts here and trying to make an assessment is not that uh, is not as easy as it used to be i'm still holding that uh, we're going to see a replay of 2022 and i have the international energy agency now agreeing to that and of course not because i said it but uh even the royal bank of uh, canada's economists have now said we're going to see 95 dollars oil this year as an average dan good to have you thank you always a pleasure see more of you in 23.